You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Follow my co-host Big Dave at Backwell Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text to voicemail line is always there for you. Bulls fans, 331-979-1369 is that number. We'll get to some mailbag content later on this week. Quick reminder that today's episode is brought to y'all by Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Well, Big Dave, it was the weekend, yeah. buddy. I saw that you and John were watching wrestling uh, last oh, night. How did that go? Oh, oh, listen, first of all, hi, everybody. First of all, I'm very excited because John talked me into, and you were there, he talked me into uh, getting the pay-per-view because I was kind of on the fence about getting it. And, I mean, he couldn't have been more right when he told me to get that pay-per-view. First of all, um, the the Money in the Bank match was amazing uh, with the men. It, it was amazing. The women's was good, too. But the men's one was was top-notch. Charlotte Flair's match with Rhea Ripley was off the charts great. Before the match even started, Matt, she gave a finger to everybody in the audience, and they had to black it out because they didn't want kids to see it. She gave a finger to everybody there. It was amazing. And then, Matt, then uh, shout out to Big E for winning the Money in the Bank match. That was awesome. But then the moment happened, Matt. You see, you watch wrestling sometimes for those moments where you don't know what's going to happen. And that moment was at the end of the Roman Reigns versus Edge match, which Roman Reigns won to retain his title. John Cena comes out. It was a big old deal. John Cena music hit and the freaking place exploded. It was, they went crazy. And this girl I was talking to five minutes before that happened, this girl I was talking to was like, did John Cena still wrestle? And I was like, yeah, but he's doing movies right now. He might come back. But, you know, he's doing movies right now. Five minutes later, that music hits. And she was like, what are you, six? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm six. Like, How long you know me? Yes, I'm six years old. What are you talking about? This is an amazing moment right here. So, yes, I was very excited. I got my Ric Flair shirt on today. I, I'm very happy, man. This is this is good stuff. It was a good pay per view. It really was. It was excellent. It was really good. I I am glad you enjoyed it. I just saw that like 45 second clip that everybody posted on Twitter of just his entrance. It was like, oh, yeah. John Cena's back. Oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, well, well where where is he? Did he actually wrestle Roman? Like what? what <laughs> no. Why why is there not video and footage of him wrestling that's going viral on Twitter right now? Well, because he hasn't just wrestled. An entrance. Yes, it was just the end because you weren't expecting it. And you weren't seeing it. See, it's about the moments, man. You're a theater guy. You know how this feels. When those right. moments hit, you know, and the timing of it and when it hit. So as soon as his music hit and nobody knew he was coming out there, it was like, oh, my God. It was pandemonium. Because usually when he comes out there, the fans chant John Cena sucks. They couldn't even do that because they was just so happy to see him. It was just like, dude, John Cena, what? John Cena's back. It was the first time fans were back for a pay-per-view, you know, since the world exploded. So mm -hmm. it was it was a big old deal. It was a big deal, Matt. It was a big deal. I I I mean I know the name John Cena. I know how how big of a deal that must have been. But yeah. and you're right, I am a theater guy. I prefer my scripted work to come in theaters <laughs> as opposed to sporting arenas. Uh, that's just me. 
Um, we've got a lot of Zach Levine stuff to talk about today, Big Dave. Um, yes, we're going to talk about the latest from Team USA. They are done with exhibition and heading to Tokyo. Zach Levine mm. got his second start uh, for Team USA in that final game against Spain on Sunday night. And we also had this awesome Zach Levine interview one-on-one -on -one with our pal Rob Schaefer, who went to Vegas to cover their exhibition games for NBC Sports Chicago. And so he and Zach were actually able to sit down and have an, you know, have a conversation, have an interview. And there's a lot of great stuff in there that we kind of want to just like break apart and, yes. and and peel back the onion a little bit of what was said about Zach, about his experience with Team USA so far, but also his Bulls future and his contract situation, because I thought Zach was very open and honest um, in his answers. So we'll get to all of that. But let's start with this, though. Zach Levine, two starts in exhibitions, USA as a team two wins in those mm -hmm. exhibition games. Zach did get into a little bit of foul trouble. Ended up, uh, and remember, in, in the FIBA rules, you only get five fouls, not six. Right. Um, so he did end up fouling out late in the game after getting early foul trouble, but he still put together a solid night, uh, especially big buckets in the fourth quarter as the as Team USA sees control of this game, uh, including a couple of highlight reel dunks, one where he just bullied and crossed over his man, bullied his way to the rack for a two-handed slam, and then a two-on-one fast break where his future Bulls teammate Kevin Durant question <laughs> lobbed up a beauty, and Zach caught the oop and threw it down. And I, I was just sitting there watching this, and you know maybe you were watching wrestling or whatever, but <laughs> I just had this moment where I was like, "God damn it, Bulls fans need to appreciate this man." Like mm. I know that we have heaped praise on Zach for making this uh, accomplishment, but I feel like it's somehow not enough. Zach yeah. Levine was doubted every day by this fan base since he came over in a trade and was a player who hadn't proven much coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. And when the Bulls matched that offer sheet from the Kings, at least half of this fan base said, mistake. At True. least half of NBA media said, mistake. And here <laughs> he is doing two-on-one fast-break alley-oop dunks with Kevin freaking Durant for team freaking USA. Respect this man, please. I saw your tweet when you said that, and I retweeted it immediately. And I was like, he couldn't be more right about this. The absolute amount of disrespect that was heaped on Zach Levine, that continues to be heaped on Zach Levine, has just been ridiculous. We talked about it a lot when we did Bulls Outsiders. We just couldn't understand it. We were trying to put our finger on it. And we were just like, but guys, the team sucks. Like, like, he's the only one here who doesn't right. suck. Like, you can't you can't look at him and say, you know what? You're the reason this team's... No, they, they, they stink. Like, they're really bad. They're really, really, really bad. And he's the good among all of that bad. He's the only reason we found enjoyment in watching games was we would watch him. And we would say, dude, look at what he's doing. Look at these highlight reels. Look at these three-pointers he's hitting. Look at these game-winning buckets he's doing. Look at how he drives to the hole. Like, he had to do everything. And the things, listen, it's the same thing that uh, I complained about with Jimmy Butler when he was here. Every year, it was something about Jimmy Butler where I was like, yeah, but. Every year, it was a yeah, but. Yeah, but he can't do that. Yeah, but he can't score 20 a game. Yeah, but he can't carry a team. Yeah, but he can't be an all-star. Yeah, but he can't be all-NBA. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I don't think he could do it. And then he did all those things. This is exactly the same thing with Zach Levine that people are doing opposite. And and I learned my lesson from that from Jimmy Butler because I didn't do that at all with Zach Levine. I was like, you know what? 
take your time, Zach. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy already showed me that I'm an idiot and I need to just go ahead and relax and see what's going on. So I sat there and I watched Zach and I watched how he played and I watched how he developed. And then I started hearing those people like, yeah, but he can't play defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he can't pass the ball. You know, like it was all these, yeah, and he keeps crushing those things. Because you that you remember that second year when we did Outsiders, Matt, when we came in the room and Kendall Gill would sit there and tell us about how he worked out with Zach Levine and how he all they did was work on defense and he was showing him the moves to mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. then when he did it, <laughs> you saw the joy on Kendall Gill's face when he did the stuff that he taught him how to do and it worked. So right. that that just said to me, like, yeah, this kid is a gym rat. He wants to be great. He wants to be this kind of level. So all you guys that were doubting him and just getting on him, I mean, it's time to just stop that. <laughs> it's time right. to cut that out and just join us in this joy of watching the best player on Team USA right now because he really is. He absolutely is. Um, and he had some great uh, kind of introspection about that. Oh, oh, I used that filthy word, introspection. Oh. <laughs> we, we can't we can't oh. use that word ever again because you know who ruined it. Um, about about what he's doing with Team USA right now and, and what he's trying to work on to get better this offseason and bring back to Chicago and bring back to the Bulls. Uh, before we do that, quick break to tell y'all about our great friends at Built Bar. They are one of the sponsors for today's show. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone, and you should try them all. Try all of their flavors. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box from Built Bar where you'll get two of each of their nine OG flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. You can get 17 or 18 grams of protein in every single Built Bar, regardless of which flavor it is. Calories ranging in those flavors from 130 to only 180, only five or four, uh, four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. Did you also know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? Isn't that neat? If it's a good enough protein bar for Team USA track and field, it's certainly good enough for you, Locked on Bulls listener. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at Built.com. That's right. You don't even need the bar anymore. They've got the rights to just Built.com. That's it. While you're working on your body, while you're working on yourself, you have yourself a built bar for breakfast or for lunch, and you will get built. Strength. Strength. <laughs> All right. Uh, Big Dave. Yes, sir. We continue our Zach Levine conversation on this lovely Monday in Chicago. Um, yeah. In this conversation with, with Rob Schaefer, and again, if you haven't listened to the podcast Go listen to it on the Bulls Talk podcast feed. It's a great one-on-one interview. You can also read the transcript of the interview on NBCSportsChicago.com if that's your style. Um, but the, the first question I wanted to dive into, the first Q&A, was Rob asking Zach, having not been around winning much in the NBA, do you see this as an opportunity to continue establishing yourself as a winning player? Or mm-hmm. are you past the point of caring about outside perception? Because that kind of speaks to what you were just talking about at the tail Mm -hmm. end of our first segment. Here's what Zach had to say. I never really have cared about what the outside perception is as much as people say that. I just care about my own development and where I want to be as a player. 
I mm-hmm. don't work as hard as I do and try to do the things I do on the court to help my team win for outside people to judge me or tell me what I am about myself. Mm. I do it because I want to. So that's just me, and I care about the game that much. Mm. That speaks to the improvements that we've seen him make in other areas of his game and saying, you know, I, I don't do it for the critics. I do it because I want to bring as much as I can to the table to help my team win. Um, and, and you're seeing that not, not only with what he has shown on the court in these USA exhibition games, but what he's been saying as far as like, yeah, Greg Popovich and his staff have been talking to me since day one about defense. We love that you want to be here. We love that you're a, a willing participant. Give us everything you got on the defensive end. And Zach's saying, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, coach, I'll do it. And again, I'll, and I mentioned this before, Greg Popovich said that um, in the first thing when he started talking about Zach Levine, he said, well, number one, he wants to be here. <laughs> like that was step one. And number two, he listens. <laughs> like he likes to be coached. He wants to be coached. Um, this is the second best coach he's ever had. <laughs> right now, Greg Popovich. The first one is the coach he has now. So, because he's never been around that kind of stuff. No, he's not. Be, and I'm, I'm so glad Rob asked that. And by the way, Rob Schaefer is amazing, by the way. He's, he's just, the best, man. He's, he's unreal. It's unreal how good he is at his job, man. He's amazing. Yeah. Really he is. makes me hate myself. Uh, <laughs> well, because you know, that guy's like 10 years younger than me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so better than me in so many he's ways. So, dude, you're supposed to just show him the love, man. Don't make you hate yourself. You're amazing. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't turn Don't this into a therapy session. Other people. Don't compare yeah, yourself to other people. Yes, you're great, Matt. Please know this. You please know this. But Rob, yeah, Rob is great. Um, but Zach, just just hearing him talk, Matt, and even seeing him, he looks different, right? Like when you watch him out there on that core with Team USA, he looks in a different kind of shape to me. Like he, he's got some strength to him, like in his shoulders that I haven't seen before. And he's learning what winning players do, which is winning where to explode. Uh, because in that game, you know, he didn't really have a great first half. You know what I mean? Uh, he, like you said, he got in foul trouble and everything like that. But he's learning. Like, the stuff he's learning is just so awesome. It's good for him to say that he doesn't care what people think. And the way he plays, you can tell. He, he And just speaking to him, you can tell. He kind of has that mentality. Like, I don't care what anybody. I, I kind of, you know, move how I move and do how I do. And mm-hmm. I go home and I work out with my father, and you know, and I do my own thing. And I try to get better, you know, to keep my team, you know, being good. That's the that's the but that's the stop point right there for me, Matt. Is because you you say that and I feel you. You're right, but you haven't done it. Hasn't happened for you. I shouldn't say you haven't done it. It's, it just hasn't happened for you yet. Um, like we said, he's never won four in a row uh, in in his career, in his professional career. He did it in college, and I'm sure he did it in high school. But he just hasn't done it since he's gotten to the NBA. So it hasn't translated yet. And a lot of that is because he's been on truly trash teams. Right. That should change this year. And with that changing this year, with the talent and the help that he has, he's changing at the same time. And that's what's great, because now we're entering prime Zach Levine. And now we're getting to a level he's prime, where where the little things are getting tightened up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the turnovers that we would see in the fourth quarter, stepping out of bounds, you know what I mean, right. and that stuff. Those things get getting tightened up, man. Like, dude, that play where Matt, he drove to the bucket and dunked it with two hands and yelled. And everybody, mm. I'm not used to seeing him do that. He's usually mm. cool, calm, and collected guy until right. he hits like a game winner or something. But right. I, he dunked that ball and was like, I hate all y'all. And I was like, yes, Zachary, yes. More <laughs> yeah. of this. It was great. Yeah. So I, I lo- I'm loving this growth. I'm loving this growth. Um, he was also asked by Rob, what are you hoping to bring back to the Bulls next season having had this experience? And Zach's response, plain and simple, 
just a winning culture. I mean, Bulls fans talk about that all the time, right? Zach said, I haven't been around it, as you were just alluding to. You're around some of the top players in the league. This is a group of guys that are pretty much everybody on the team. Most everybody on the team is all, uh, you know, all-star from last year, mm-hmm. all-time greats, all-NBA players. Mm-hmm. So there's no other better place to learn, pick up habits, ask questions, at least for me personally, to be around winning and see what it takes to go and win. And that's what I can try to bring back as well. Because we'll see what this ro- this Bulls roster looks like next season. We know Zach's going to be here. We know Vooch is going to be here. And we're pretty confident that Kobe and P-Dub are going to be here. Yeah, Maybe Thad will be here. Maybe he won't. And then mm-hmm. who knows beyond that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thad has been on some competitive teams. He's been on some teams that have made deep playoff runs. Outside True. of that, this team has no playoff experience. This Bulls team from, from last season. So, you know, and I saw some people cracking their jokes after the, the Team USA lost their first two exhibition games, being like, wait, but I thought going to play for Team USA was finally going to teach Zach about what it takes to win, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, well, get your, get your jokes off now, because yeah. I do think that Team USA is going to get their you-know-what together, and I do mm-hmm. still favor them to win gold in these upcoming Olympics. And, I, you know, as, as much as it might be a cliché, you, we were joking the other day about the whole, like, Zach has never had a four-game winning streak in his NBA career or whatnot. Something as simple as, I'm going to go through this tournament with some of my teammates who are, as Zach said himself, the best players in the NBA, some of the best players in the world right now, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go win gold. And I'm going to come back to Chicago and know what it was like to win. And hopefully he can kind of distill that um, to some of his younger teammates who don't know, mm-hmm. who don't know at all. Uh, you know, Patrick Williams, for example, a one-and-done college player who was robbed of the tourney because the year that he was at Florida State, COVID canceled March Madness. Like, Fact. that's one of many examples of the Bulls' core not knowing dick all about competitive basketball and winning. <laughs> yes, they have no idea what it means. And and the whole time you were talking, Matt, I was thinking in my head, man, Zach's NBA mantle is dusty. There's really nothing there. And to have this, it mean it's going to mean something to him because he again, there's nothing there. There might be a a, a certificate because he made an All Star game. You know, there might be mm-hmm. that. You know, in his All Star jersey, two two dunk trophies. Oh, two dunk trophies. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't forget the dunk trophies. You're absolutely right. Can't forget the dunk trophies, uh, arguably the greatest dunk contest ever. Um, I can't forget those. But as far as, you know, just actually being, you know what I'm saying, within the regular season, within the postseason, and those kind of accolades, and even Team USA, there's nothing really there. So having that gold medal to sit there and just be that centerpiece and to go and see that and to bring that in to practice, you know, and let your players see that and let them touch it you know, who aren't used to it, like Patrick Williams. You mentioned Patrick Williams and Kobe White, like those guys to see it to touch it. Uh, uh, Jokovic, you know, he's been to the All-Star game twice. You know, he's been to the playoffs. You know, he, he's, you know, he's done that. He hasn't gone deep in the playoffs, but he's actually can say, yeah, I've been there. Thad Young, we know he's definitely been there. Um, so for him to show these to these guys, man, and them to actually, you know, touch something that's tangible, you know, touch a dream that is tangible. It's a tangible dream. And, 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 it's, and you can hold it in your hands and show it to him like, yo, this is what this can get you. I want more of this because great players, man, and you know this, when, when you're great 
and you finally get there and you reach it, you want to, you want more. <laughs> you you want to do it again. You want to, you're like this, this feels awesome. I never right. want to leave this area. Why like would when I want to We were leave? growing up in the nineties and just winning titles and titles and titles. And we're like, yes, another one, please. Yes. Yeah, another that would one, be please. nice. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> not doing this. Like, Why isn't everybody doing this? Oh my God. Like I tell people all the time, man, I have no idea what losing a finals feels like ever. I, I have right. no clue. I, I don't know. I have no idea. And, and, that's great. I think that's a great thing. Um, sure, I hope hope to find out one day uh, what continuing to win <laughs> what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? But it, but that's another topic. But yeah, man, it's just it's great to just hear him just be this confident and this strong and just hear growth. Like that's all I hear in the things you keep reading to me. I just hear like growth. Like yes, I want to bring winning back. That's what I want. I want wins, man. Ah, yes, Zachary. Yes, more of this. More of this. Give me more, Matthew. Give me more. <laughs> it it really is encouraging um, to just see the way that that Zach has put um, meaning into this. Because mm-hmm. you know, we we heard him from day one when he was first asked about it, and like the the initial. Uh, invitations going out a year ago, a year and a half ago for these Olympics in the USA roster and whether or not Zach would be among those names. And mm-hmm. from day one, he said, I want to be on that team. You know, it would mean something for me to be on that team. And if they invite me, I will I will say yes. And um, obviously, you know, adding a, a, an Olympic gold medal to a, as you said, somewhat dusty NBA trophy case for Zach right now <laughs> uh, would be great. But as as Bulls fans, as we look at it, it is can we see some kind of noticeable translation of his experience in Tokyo this summer, hopefully a winning experience, to coming back and saying, all right, I got my all-star nod last season. Now it's time to kick it up to the next notch. And as you said, like he is still entering his prime. I think at, at his age, that can still get better than what yes. we've seen from him in his last three seasons. Mm-hmm. And and finally put that towards the Bulls being a winning organization again. That mm-hmm. is the next step. And it is a difficult step. It's going to be a more Very. difficult step than earning his all-star spot. It's going to be a mm-hmm. more difficult step than earning the name Olympian next to his name because it's going to be not just about Zach, but about actually getting his team on his shoulders two more victories and to the mm. playoffs for the first time in his career. And that won't be easy. And mm. you got his contract to worry about before we get to that part of this dissection of a Q and a big Dave, would you like to tell our locked on bulls listeners about bet online? You know what, Matt being a guy, you know what I'm saying? Who just walks around in the city of Chicago, you know, the number one question I'm asked, what's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? And I think about it, not for long, because you know what I just look at them and say? I say bet online. If you want to get your bets in, the finals are about to come to an end soon. This is the last week of the NBA finals. You want to get some money on these two teams. So I tell you what, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. 
This is your chance to get into the game as your teams are out here prepping for those runs, baby. Those final runs, whether you're a Bucks fan or you're a Suns fan. But let's say you want to do more. Let's say you're not just into the NBA. Well, guess what? You can also get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, including the NBA, including the NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Now, what you do is you head to the website or use your mobile device, whichever you like, and you sign up today. And guess what? If you use this code right here, I'm just telling you, don't tell nobody. It's for me and you. Use the code locked on. You will receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. How about that? Don't you want to save some money and make some money? Sounds like a good deal to me. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, y'all. Now we get to the uh, the tricky part of the Zach Levine conversation because it's it's all flowers and love and yay Zach you're an Olympian now go bring home that gold and then we get to the chapter of oh crap his contract um, <laughs> because you know we all know how underpaid Zach was not necessarily thinking when he signed that contract sheet to Sacramento and the Bulls matched it that that would be an underpay right coming off of a half a season coming off of an ACL a lot of people thought Zach ain't worth that. Um, and, and I don't think that they were necessarily crazy. I was, I'm, I can't remember. I, I think you were in favor of the Bulls matching that yeah, Sacramento absolutely. offer sheet, as was Definitely. I, as was my old co host, Jordan. You mm-hmm. can't let that dude walk if he was your prize piece from the Jimmy Butler trade. Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, fast forward to today, and Zach knows just how underpaid he's been compared to the production of his game that has ramped up. So here's what he had to say when our guy Rob Schaefer said, do you have a preference whether your contract gets done this offseason or next offseason? Because that's basically where we are right now. Here's what Zach said. I try to let my agent handle everything, but as long as it gets done, I'm happy. I mean, obviously, I want to be with the Bulls, and you don't want to implicate free agency, and I understand the cap room that goes into it with a sizable extension for me. So I want the team to be good, but then I also want to be taken care of as well. I feel like I've done really well by the Bulls, and obviously I want to be here long term. And I feel like I deserve what I get. So it is what it is. We'll figure it out when that comes. If it's this year, next year, we'll just see what happens. So a bit of a wishy-washy on the do you want it done now or do you want it done later part of the question, but a completely honest and I think encouraging answer from Zach to say, look, the Bulls have done right by me so far. I understand. Uh, He he went on uh, later on on another question we might get to about how he understood why the Bulls asked him to go sign an offer sheet elsewhere Mm -hmm. Um, because he was a player coming off an injury. He understood how that worked and that the Bulls have done right by him and that he's done right by them and he wants to be here. That, I think, Big Dave, is maybe the first and foremost important takeaway from how mm-hmm. Zach's feeling right now is yeah. Bulls fans st- speculating wildly. We we were talking on an episode last week about should we be worried about Team USA teammates luring Zach away from the Bulls. Yes, yes. And he yes. has said repeatedly, and once again this weekend, I want to be a Bull long-term. Yeah, man. And, and using your term, um, he might have been wishy-washy on when it gets done, but like you just said, he wasn't wishy-washy about where he wants to be to get it done. And he wants to be here. And that should be music to your ears, Bulls fans. Like, you should be like, yes, Zach Levine, one of the best guards in this league, says, I choose you. 
and I want to stay here. Has he not just been awesome? Like you have not heard anything about him being like that kind of diva, you know what I'm saying? Causing any kind of issues. Like I think I should be paid this, no kind of issues in the locker room, nothing. You've heard none of that stuff from Zach. All he does is work hard and try to, you know, lift his seat. That's all he does. He's everything you could kind of, you've asked for Bulls fans. He's that kind of player that you love and that you asked for. And then at, on top of that, to put more cherries on top of that Sunday, I want to be here. <laughs> like, I want to stay. I love it here. Billy Donovan, I love him. He's amazing. And the other thing that lets me know that this deal is going to be done, Matt, is, again, AK and Mark Eversley. Everything about them has shown me that they're honest and aggressive in, in what they want. When they know they want something, they're aggressive about it, and they're very straight up about it. And they've been straight up like, we want Zach, and we're building around Zach. And they've said it, and they've shown it. They've said it and they've shown it, okay? It's the words and the actions are combining to make this awesome. So I think this contract is definitely going to get done. I don't, again, like I don't know if it'll be this year or next year because, again, I'm sure AK and Eversley have some plans about who they want to sign, what they want to do. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, uh, a little later because I'm sure that's another topic. But, yeah, man, just to answer your question, man, it just feels good to hear one of these elite guards and these elite players in the NBA say, I am happy I am here with these Chicago Bulls and I don't want to go anywhere. He didn't leave any of that to the imagination. It wasn't like Spencer Dinwiddie when he was like, yeah, man, you know, well, who's going to pay me more? Well, Brooklyn to pay me more, so I stay there. But if somebody else pay me, you know, I'll roll. You know? Right. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was, no, I want to be here and I want to get this contract done here. That's right. Beautiful. And, and there was that one little thing he put in there about it, but you know, I, I also want the team to be good. So right. whether it's renegotiating this offseason or an unrestricted free agent uh, deal with the Bulls to stay next offseason, where maybe he's taking not quite the maxiest max max amount of money because Maximus. he's willing to help the Bulls out a little bit to have money and wiggle room to bring more talent for him to play with because he wants to stay here and he wants to win here. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you know, Zach obviously deserves to get paid and deserves to get sure. paid a hell of a lot more on this next contract as he enters his prime. And I have no doubts that he will, but yeah. is there some, is there some tiny amount of wiggle room where he's saying, I'm going to get what I deserve, but I'm also going to be a team guy. And, you know, if, if, if there is, if, if you guys need whatever it is, 5 million, 6 million this year, or you want to organize and structure my contract out this contract out this way, as opposed to this way, I'm hoping that he and the new front office will be able to sit down along with his agent and work out that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so here, here is the, the great follow-up um, about that Sacramento Kings contract that ended up being his bulls Ooh. contract in the okay. interview with Rob, Big Dave, Rob said, it's safe to say you outperformed that deal. Does that add to your sentiment of making you sure, making sure you get what you deserve in this next deal? Here's Zach's answer. I always add things that give fuel to the fire. When I signed the offer sheet, obviously, I was coming off a torn ACL. You have to go out and get an offer sheet. That made me go, uh, go out here and, and uh, prove to everybody that one, I'm going to be better than what I was when I got traded here. And two, mm. I'm better than the contract that I was given. Mm. Now, I think I outplayed it. Mm. I think my numbers have said for the last four years that I outplayed that contract. 
I think I was one of the only guys that were in the top 20 in scoring for the last four years that was getting paid under $20 million. I think I might be the only player in the entire NBA like that besides guys in their rookie contract. So we'll see what happens. I think (laughs) I understand where I'm at as a player and what I deserve. And I think the Bulls do as well. It just depends on when we want to do it. End quote. Mm. So, Big Dave, mm. we were having a conversation recently about how when it comes to NBA players, and, and, and I think it was a, a more of a conversation about talking uh, with other stars and talent and who knows what has who has achieved what and stats mm. and accolades and how NBA players know. When you see those stats, when you hear those stats being rattled off, when, when somebody brings it up to them in a post-game interview, like NBA players listen. Some of them are on social media, some more engaged than others, but a lot of them listen. And so that stat that Zach rattled off about how when it comes to the top 20 whatever scores in the NBA, mm-hmm. he was the only one not on a rookie contract getting paid diddly compared to the rest. Mm-hmm. Because, gee, he probably saw that on Instagram or Twitter or his agent pulled him in on a conversation and said, hey, just so you know, here's what you make. Here's what the other top 20 scorers in the league make. Just so we're aware of how grossly underpaid you are right now. And yeah. Zach could, in turn, in a Q&A about his contract and his future, politely, not in a greedy way, but just politely point out, so this is a thing that I saw about my production <laughs> versus my pay compared to the rest of the league. He ain't no dummy. He no. ain't no dummy. He knows how much he's worth. Yes, he does. And it's all that's always one of the things I try to teach uh, young people in life, man, is to know your worth. And Zach Levine knows it. And you're right. When when I heard that, man, all I kept thinking when you were reading that was he heard that from his agent. There's no way he didn't hear that from his agent. I guarantee you he heard it. And the beauty of Zach is he t- took that and turned it into motivation. And, mm-hmm. it, and remember, I, I remember Michael Jordan talking about that, like looking for any little thing to be motivated by. And that's something that to be motivated by, like, oh, this is what y'all want to pay me? You know what? I'm going to take your little contract, and I'm going to outperform it, and I'm going to ball out, and I'm going to make y'all pay me this money. He was motivated to show you that I'm really, really, really this good, and he really became that. So he's going to get his checks. He's going to get his money. He, this is what's going to happen. But I just love the fact of how he responds to these things, Matt, because he does, he isn't the guy that talks about it. He's the guy that walks it. And that's the kind of guy that you love to be around, man. Not a dude who's going to go out and complain about it all the time. Not, not your star. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't – it's not like that for everybody. Some guys it works for. But I know one thing in Chicago, they don't they do not do complainers. You know what I'm saying? They, like, they enjoy hard work, nose to the grindstone people. That's what they like. They have always been this way since I was a child. It's always been this way. So Zach is that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm getting this money. Okay, fine. I should get more, but you know what? I'm going to go out there and show y'all that I should be getting more. And that's what you want. You want somebody to go show you that you're wrong. Not just tell me that you're wrong. Show me that you're wrong. And he showed it to him over and over and over again. I said it when he signed it, that this was going to turn out to be probably one of the greatest contracts of of, of the league that was going on because I kind of knew how good Zach was. And... And, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. <laughs> you By his second year, you was like, he's making what? <laughs> like, you were like, this dude is grossly underpaid. And I was like, yeah, like you can tell. But I'm so glad it's to this point now that he can go and now recoup it, Matt. And still, and still wants to be great. You know what I'm saying? Right. And still wants to get better. So, yeah, it's beautiful. 
Uh, and we'll wrap up with this. Zach had some thoughts also about the inconsistencies of the other people around him in his NBA career. Um, not- notably, as Rob uh, uh, brought up to him, the the turnover as far as his coaches uh, at the mm-hmm. NBA level. Uh, and-, and Zach had some interesting thoughts there. Um, so, so Rob pointed out to Zach that he, through his first seven NBA seasons, has had six different head coaches, which I, I know that we talk about all of the turnover and Zach with his time in Minnesota and now here uh, and, and Minnesota's inability to find the right coach and the Bulls' inability to find the right. But when you hear it like that, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, like it makes me think of, and certainly not a as well-liked professional athlete in Chicago during his tenure as Zach Levine is making himself now, but Jay Cutler with offensive coordinators during his time in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like Jay, Jay, you know, Cuddy spent whatever it was, seven or eight seasons here and had like a dozen offensive coordinators in that time yeah. span. And he what did. kind of consistency can you expect from your best player if he's taking instructions from a different person coming into every new training camp or mm-hmm. midway through a season? As, you know, the, the Fred firing and Jim taking over, mid, you know, midway through a season. But so mm-hmm. here's what uh, Zach said about returning for another season, knowing that Billy will once again be his coach and he won't have his seventh coach in eight years. Uh Zach said, it's big, man. Probably one of the only coaches I've really bonded with and he really cares about his players. I haven't been able to have that type of relationship with the coach, obviously with inconsistencies and things like that. Being able to talk to him on a daily basis, being able to call him, talk to him about game film, things I want to improve on or the structure of the team, things like mm. that, day-to-day things that a player and their coach can talk about. I haven't had, and that relationship has been big for me. So I'm looking to continue to grow. Our relationship has been great so far, and Billy is a hell of a coach. Mm. To me, it it puts a lot of often overlooked perspective on Zach and Bulls fans or NBA people wondering, can he win? As a young player, a guy now just entering his mid 20s in the first you know the first part of his prime with all of this turnover of rosters teammates and most importantly probably coaches how, how do you expect him to be a a young guy who is just like don't worry follow me everybody i'll lead us to victory when yeah. the people who are theoretically supposed to have more authority over the organization he plays for being turned over all the time because the people at the top don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Very true. And real quick, let me let me get back in here because you tried to slide some Jay Cutler mess in here. The only <laughs> difference is the main difference between Zach and Jay. Yes, all the coaches and and the coordinators were six out of seven years is insane. The main difference is Zach Levine got better every year, regardless. Jay Cutler was still the same quarterback every single year. That's the difference. But yeah, man, like the the one thing that stuck out to me that you said, Matt was the structure of the team. I can talk to Billy Donovan about the structure of the team. That is big, okay? That's a big old thing because one thing players like to feel like is, especially when you're the star, is you want to feel involved. You want to feel you like, yo, I want coach to know that I can see certain things happening even on the court and off the court, and let's get some in- let me get my input in. You ain't trying to hear, uh, you know, we'll worry about that later and try to treat him like the, you know, any other player. No, I'm the star. I should have input on the team. That's what that's saying without saying it. I'm the star. and He allows me to have input on what's going on on the floor and off the floor. The structure of the team. They listen to Zach. 
They ask Zach questions. They want his input, and they want it. They want to know what he's feeling like that. That's what he means when he feels like being close to and being involved with the coach, and I've never had that. You know that last coach wasn't getting down with Zach Levine. You know that wasn't the case, Matthew. You know that wasn't going down that way. We, with that we saw it with our eyeballs. <laughs> we saw it with and, these right and here. We, and we heard it with our ear holes. <laughs> like, how many times did we have to see and or hear Zach completely – emasculating and ignoring <laughs> and brushing aside the instructions of his coach, whose name we don't like to mention. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to year two with Billy. This guy, <laughs> right. this he's is open. He's willing to talk to me. Right. And, and like I you said, your him. point about the structure of the team, I thought that that part of the quote was super relevant and important as mm -hmm. well uh, mm -hmm. because it makes you think, okay, this is a unified front. Finally, mm. Zach, Billy, AK and Eversley unified front. Um, and so whether it's structure of the roster and, and maybe Zach's contract and those negotiations bleeding into how this roster is structured, all of that big picture stuff, I feel more confident about it now than I have with this organization in a really mm. long time. Because mm. it seems like for all of the stuff that the old regime used to put out in the media, oh, everybody's in lockstep. We all love each other. Oh, the Reinsdorfs love Jim so much. We all believe in our system and in our building. You never believed it. You never believed it for a second. If you were a Bulls fan that actually paid attention to what what was going on, now we're hearing stuff like that from our best player and thinking, yeah, that's not BS. That's not lip service. That's actually where we are now. And hopefully yeah. it, it starts leading to wins because, you know, obviously that's that's the most important thing. That is the most important thing, Matt. And – you know, like you said, you know it's not lip service because once again, you've seen it in action just by seeing Billy Donovan with Patrick Williams at the Bucks game um, during the playoffs. You're seeing it in action. You know, when Zach Levine is like, I can actually call him and talk to him about it. That's action. You know what I mean? That's not just talking mm -hmm. about it and trying to make it look good in the media or something. No, man. They're like, dude, we hang out. Like, that's my coach. I I like this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's cool with me. Like, oh, it just feels good to say that because it's been so many years of it not being that. And even, even, I mean, it's, but, it's been a long time. It's just been a long time, man. That's, that's what that exhale was. Like, I was just sitting here thinking, my, it's, it's been a, such a long time where I'm just like, man, my coach is competent and on the same page with my players. And the players are like, yeah, we rock with him. He's nice and he's good. And we enjoy being around him. That makes us want to, because that stuff translates to the floor. You know, when these guys go out there to play, you see that on the floor when they're playing for each other. They're playing as a family, as a unit. You you see that stuff. And that and that kind of thing just gets you excited about, you know, next season. But but Dave, has Zach paid for a Billy Donovan technical yet? I mean, do we have any evidence that he's that that he's that dedicated to his coach and that they're really best friends? <laughs> I want the cash app receipt. I want to see it. We got to see it. <laughs> I want to see it all. Show it to me. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder who leaked that to the press. Oh yeah, Zach, Zach offered to pay my fine for me. God. Man, every once Ooh. in a while that dude still haunts me. You know, he was in my dream last night. Stop for, it for a brief second, and I don't know. Don't I was at a basketball game. I couldn't uh -huh. remember if it was an NBA game or USA, but I was like sitting close to courtside at some NBA game. And he was there, and I saw him on the other side of the court, and I was like, why are you here? <laughs> ah. 
just so y'all know just how deeply rooted the bull's blood runs through my veins. I have fever dreams about our old coach occasionally. Oh, man. Woosah, man. We got we to gotta get you some better dreams. Well, at least in that dream, you just know that you're having a dream and you're allowed to go lop his head off with an axe because it's a dream. So just know that, Matt. You can end it anytime you want to, sir. You can end I it. I know. I know. Well, when I have something else to distract me, like, hey, free agency's right around the corner. We're going to have a fresh season coming up. The yeah. further, the, like, the more NBA stuff and Bull stuff that happens, the better we can put that in our rearview mirror. Fact. Um, speaking of rearview mirror, let's wrap up this episode and call it a day. We'll be back again tomorrow with another fresh episode. Uh, we got to talk about the other reports slash rumors over the weekend that the Bulls are going to be, quote, big spenders in free agency. <laughs> just around the corner, uh, and they added yet another veteran star-caliber point guard to that pot of potential Bulls point guard uh, targets. So we will dive into that uh, on tomorrow's episode. In the meantime, hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Thanks to our sponsors, Spotify Green Room, Bill Bar, and Bet Online. My partner, Big Dave, you can follow on Twitter at BowBAWL Sports. I'm Matt. Follow me at Bulls underscore Peck. Thanks, y'all, for watching and listening. And we will see you again tomorrow. See you, Red Good. Peace out.